This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. That's the number. You can call in, talk about anything you want. It's toll-free, brought to you by SACL CAI. This is Luther. And this is Julia. And Ian will be joining us shortly, but he asked us to uh, take over in his absence. Um, I, How are you doing tonight, Julia? Pretty good. It's it's kind of crispy out for Halloween. A little snow on the ground still. That's right. Yeah. And uh, the kids are all over the place, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. We got candy out front here. So uh, if you're in the key yes, area. Happy Halloween. Come b- stop by the LRN studio and we'll uh, and take some candy. Uh, so I got a story here. Uh, not Halloween related at all from Hawaii. Uh, and this comes off of foxnews.com. But apparently a, uh, a Hawaii's couple's daughter was taken away for 18 hours over alleged sandwich theft. A Hawaii couple's three-year-old daughter was taken away from them for 18 hours after they were arrested for getting for forgetting to pay for two $5 sandwiches. This is unreal. Uh, this is unreal this could happen to a family like ours, Nicole Lesin- uh, Lesinski uh, told Hawaii's K-O-H- KHON. Uh, the... Outing turned nightmare happened Wednesday while the family was shopping at a local Safeway. We walked a long way to the grocery store, and I was feeling faint, dizzy, like I needed to eat something. So we decided to pick up some sandwiches and eat them while we were shopping, uh, Lazinski said. Lazinski, who was 30 weeks pregnant, her husband, Marcin, and daughter, Sophia, bought $50 worth of groceries but forgot about their two chicken salad sandwiches. It was a... I was... It was a complete distraction, distracted parent moment. Uh, As the family left, they were stopped by store security who asked for the receipt. I offered to pay. We had the cash. We just bought. We just bought the groceries. She said. So, how does that sound to you, Julia? I mean, does it sound like she, you know, meant to not pay? Like, well. It's funny that you bring this up because actually, a couple weeks ago, I was I was grocery shopping and I had, you know basically almost $200 worth of groceries on the cart or on the on the conveyor and she's bringing them in and the cashier in the snippiest voice said something about like there's nothing under that cart is there and my first thought was are you kidding me I've got $200 worth of groceries here you think I'm trying to steal like a box of coke or something <laughs> you know and the way she said it I just thought it was so rude and it really irritated me when you told me about the story, I didn't even realize that they had uh, they had bought the groceries too, the fifty dollars worth of groceries. It just seems very unreasonable. Sure, I mean, like they they had cash on hand, they offered to pay for it even, but apparently instead, the expectant mother mother told Mutta. Mutta. hello mother <laughs> <laughs> uh, told K H O N that the Safeway manager called the police. They were taken to the main Honolulu police station where they were booked for fourth-degree theft. And I looked this up. What fourth-degree theft is, is it's um, you don't necessarily have to steal something. You just have to have the intent to steal something. That seems silly because anybody can claim... How can you prove intent? Right. uh, There are some ways you can prove intent. Uh, Like if you said, oh, I'm going to steal this sandwich and there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> but, you know, clearly that's not what happened at all. No. And I'm pretty sure these charges are going to be dropped, but it's it's just absurd that it got this far. I mean, like, the manager could have, like, looked at the situation and been like, okay, well, they're willing to pay for it. Fine. Yeah, you know, it's a mistake. 
anybody could have made it. Well, I was telling you that I have been in stores before. This actually happened at CVS once where I came in looking for something else. You know, I grabbed something and then I was was looking for something else for a while and when I didn't find it, I started to walk out. And I remember once like getting to the door and realizing that I had something in my hand and being like, oh, gosh, because if it is really an honest mistake and I went back and paid for it. But if I had if I had crossed, you know, that line, if I had gone out the door and they had noticed, mm-hmm. I mean, I could have been arrested. Yes. For something as petty as that, you know, uh, and just an honest mistake is easy enough to do. But at the same time, I mean, do you feel that the store has uh, an obligation to protect themselves from, you know, shoplifting? I'm not sure. Um, I would say in in my case, for example, like if I had the one product and I had walked out and and they said, well, we think you're shoplifting, I, I while I would it would be a terrible mistake and an expensive mistake. I would understand the store's position. In this case, I don't agree with it at all because they'd purchased the groceries and because it seems like the kind of thing that that really could be a genuine mistake very easily. Yeah, the kicker that got it for me is the fact that they offered to pay. I mean, that's so key for me in understanding this case and how absurd, uh, just ridiculous. Well, and, you know, I used to... I'm not proud to admit this, but when I was young and dumb and I had no morals, you know, when I was like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid, mm-hmm. I uh, I used to steal stuff from stores. And when I did it, I never had any money or any intent to buy anything. What we would do is we would go and we would walk around, you know what I mean? And we would we would take take stuff. We wouldn't buy a single thing. Sure. So to to say that this person had the intent to steal a $5 sandwich when they were at the store for a while and they purchased all these groceries to me sounds ridiculous. Right. Uh and, and you know it's it's okay to do that. It's okay to buy a sandwich and walk around the store and then pay for it as you leave. I mean, that's acceptable. And it, it's pretty common practice. Like I see pe- people doing it all the time when I go to the grocery yeah. store. So it the fact the simple fact that they just forgot to pay, you know, which is fine, you know, if, especially if you have a parent and there's a lot on your mind and you're just picking up some groceries, you know, and uh, I don't know if this was in Honolulu, but Honolulu's, you know, a good-sized city. It's probably busy on a, you know, a weekday. Uh, it, it seems logical that it's easy enough for them to, uh, for them to have forgotten about it. And uh, also, I think the store is way out of line in calling the cops on them and the police and the district attorney down there are way out of line with going through with charges against them i agree and what's even worse is that they they took their kid over all this uh and that's you know something the government does if you're ever accused of any kind of crime they'll separate the kid from you you know and try to extract answers from it you know and they they won't give it back sometimes you have to wait anyway for it to process and everything and also uh some child service child service uh Custody like services, uh, child protection service. That's what I'm trying to say. Will uh, if you're accused of any kind of crime, they'll try to use that as leverage against you to try to get your kid away right. from you. So they took took the kid away, right, for 18 hours. Yeah, just for 18 hours, which you know is long enough to be worried if you're a parent. Right. Well, because you don't really know where they're taking them. If they just if if they arrest you, if they put you in cuffs and they take your kid, they're you know your kid's just gone. I think if anyone has experience with that, I'd love to hear. Have you ever had your kids stolen from you? Yep, 855-450-3733. Have, have you ever had your kids stolen from you, like you I, said? I and don't exactly have kids, so They're, I have no experience with this whatsoever. But, but that's exa- yeah, I like that you phrase it like that, because that's exactly what they do, is they, they take your kid from you. You know, they, they steal it. They kidnap it, basically. Yeah. Just like they they're kidnap kidnapping you, you, and they kidnap your kids. Yes. 
So uh, when they notified us that uh, they would have to take her because we both would be arrested, I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe this was happening because I forgot to pay for a sandwich and that she's never been away from us this long. She was three, you said? Yeah, three years old. Uh, that sounds like a pretty traumatizing family experience. Yeah, sure, yeah. I, I mean, mean, she's not going to remember it when she's older, but... No, I'm sure at, at, the, at time, the time it was probably scary. You know, these strangers who are telling her that her, her mommy and daddy are bad people and, and all that stuff. Um, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have liked that if I was a three-year-old kid. No, I, I actually, I don't remember any of this, but mom always, we're siblings, by the way, for those of you who do not know, uh, but mom always used to tell me that I was one of those kids that really liked to like be around her, you know mm. what I mean? Like I would stay by her side and if she went away, it would bother me, Sure, you know what I mean? So I, I, this would be a very stressful situation for a three-year-old Julia. Absolutely. Uh, we didn't know where our daughter was, didn't know what the situation was. She didn't have any clothes. They just took her right from the grocery store. And that's another terrifying thing is that they, they just won't tell the parents, you know. Yeah, that is creepy. Yeah, very creepy to, to, to try to separate them from their parents. Uh, and this is something the state seems to want to do through the institution of public education as well. Yes. Oh, yes. You know, so 855-450-3733. You can take control. Tell us uh, if you've ever had any kind of situation like this happen to you. Uh more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. That's a toll-free number you can call in and uh, talk about anything you want. Also, go over to freetalklive.com. we got all kinds of free uh, stuff for you there, all kinds of content. Archives going back five years, I, be- I believe. I think so. Yep, we got there's the BBS, uh, the... Cam, you can uh, go to cam.freetalklive and uh, check us out on the webcam. We are beautiful people. We are indeed. So this is Luther. And Julia. And we have taken over. This is now Miranda Talk Live. That is true. The siblings are filling in uh, for now until Ian gets back. He's uh, doing some Free Keen TV, which of course will be posted later on the week over at freekeen.com. And uh, we just got done talking about a story in Hawaii where a couple was shopping. They... uh, Bought some sandwiches when they first got there and ate them while they did their shopping uh, and forgot to pay for them on the way out. So the grocery store, Safeway, which is a pretty big chain uh, out west, uh, arrested them and had their child taken away from them. You know, it doesn't seem like a very good uh, decision, business decision. If there was a Safeway, like right now in Keene, there are four gro- four major grocery stores that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. And if this, if there was a Safeway in Keene and I heard about this... I would probably 
choose to take my business elsewhere? Uh, I think I definitely would. In fact, uh, if if there was a Safeway here in Keene, I would not yes. go there ever. In fact, this. I may be never going to a Safeway again. Yes. Well, um, no. Safeway did issue a statement. Uh, they said, it appears we may not have handled this matter in the best possible way, and we are taking the situation seriously. You know what bothers me about that? You made a mistake. You didn't handle the situation in the best possible way. But once you get the police involved, there's no going back. Right. They can't. They're not just going to let you go and say, oh, don't worry. You don't have to come to court. It's not a big deal anymore. Like they don't. Safeway has decided you can just pay for the sandwich. Now you're in the state's hands. Sure. And they're going to try to extract money yeah, it, from it's you. It's already too late, basically. I mean, and they plan. Fortunately, they plan to fight it in court. You know, a lot of people will just roll over. And I really hope these people, uh, I, I wish them luck, um, you know, and, and if there's any way to get a hold of them and maybe help them out, give them advice, you know, the uh, jurisdictionary.com is a sponsor of the show, but it's also a great resource for people who don't have a lawyer and maybe can't afford one. I mean, they have another kid on the way and they already have a daughter that's three, and, you know, family that's just starting out like that could probably use, you know, a, a hand and not have to pay a lot of legal fees. Yeah. That's sad. That's a sad story. Yeah, it really is. So, uh, also in uh, inter- international news, um, hackers, uh, the online hackers, uh, threatened to expose cartel secret, and this is uh, anonymous. Uh, the ha- f- famous hacker group uh, that's international and around the world, and apparently one of their members was kidnapped by the uh, Mexican drug cartel known as the Zetas. And they're demanding his release or else they're going to expose all the corruption that goes on in Mexico. I actually had this in my show prep. Yeah? Did you want to read it? No, no, no. Okay. Well, I I got mine from uh, Crone.com, C-H-R-O-N. An international group of online hackers is warning a Mexican drug cartel to release one of its members kidnapped from from a street protest or it will publish the identities and addresses of the syndicate's associates from corrupt police to taxi drivers, as well as reveal the syndicate's businesses. The vow is bizarre. Is a bizarre cyber twist to Mexico's ongoing drug war, as the group that has no guns is squaring off against the Zetas, a cartel blamed for thousands of death, deaths, as well as introducing uh, beheadings and other frightening brutality. You made a huge mistake by taking one of us. Release, release him, says a masked man in the video posted online on uh, on behalf of the group Anonymous. We cannot defend ourselves with weapon with a weapon, but we can do this with their cars, homes, bars, brothels, and everything else in their possession, says the man who is wearing a suit and tie. It won't be difficult. We all know who they are and where they are located, says the man who underlines the group's international ties by speaking Spanish with the accent of a Spaniard while using Mexican slang. Uh... So, like, what do you think about this? I mean, the group Anonymous going up against a vicious drug gang. It's very brazen. I um, I think I would be I'd be terrified to do such a thing. Yeah. Um. It well, it helps to be anonymous. It does help to be anonymous. <laughs> I was going to say their their weapon of choice is. Yeah, I, th- I think they're they're probably pretty safe. And it, if one of their friends or cronies or whatever has been taken, then how was he taken? Um. He was at a, it doesn't say too much about it, he was just at a street protest and the Zetas grabbed him, apparently. Why would they do that? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't like what the group was protesting or they just want the ransom from hmm. him. They just grabbed him randomly. I wonder if it was a drug protest. Could be. Who knows? Uh, because... I wish they said a little more about that. 
because everybody, well, everybody doesn't know this, but everybody should know this, that there is nobody who wants drugs to stay illegal more than the cartels. Right. Yeah. Apparently it doesn't say anything other than it occurred in the Mexican state of Veracruz during a street protest. Uh, That's about it. Hmm. So, uh, like... I think exposing uh, all that that corruption like this is, you know, well, it's something Anonymous does as well as personal information. They'll expose that as well. They did it with the Boston yeah. Police Department and their union uh, for the the uh, Occupy Boston arrests that occurred. You know, they were unhappy with that and they're kind of doing the same, you know. And he he says that everybody already knows who's he's, who's in the pocket of the cartel. You know, they're just going to expose it publicly. It's very interesting because I think when most people think cartel, they think, uh, you know, like drug, dirty drug dealers. And there's certainly plenty of those. But it's it'd be interesting to have them reveal the names of the politicians mm. and the police officers and the, you know, sort of good citizens type people that are involved in the in the cartels. Sure, sure. And uh, Anonymous uh, seems to be the group uh, seems to be pretty effective at getting information when they want it. Yeah. Uh, did you see? I, I only spotted it. I didn't really read it too closely, so I could be a little off on this. But I, I thought I read something about them exposing uh, child porn, like people who... Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw something about that, too. They uh, were going after pedophiles. And... Right. And they exposed their information and basically did what the police, you know, can't do. Right. By exposing these people who use children for... Obviously terrible things. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's great that Anonymous isn't just going after government, but also going after, you know, anybody who's uh, an aggressor like Social this. Social ostracism. Yes, yes. And it seems to be a pretty powerful tool. I'm I'm curious as to how it's going to how it's going to work up against some, a group like the Zetas, though. Uh they're a pretty dangerous group. Yes, to they go are. Against. You know, a, a huge drug cartel in Mexico. You know, running uh, drugs across the border and their stuff. You know, armed by the uh, American government, probably the Mexican government too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it's a like you said, it's brazen and it's very dangerous uh, to to usually go up against these. Uh, these I would kind say, of people. yeah, threatening them in general in is any probably way, yeah. <laughs> pretty dangerous. S- sliding them in public is going to probably get at least you beaten down. Yeah. Yeah. And these people, they have ways. Yeah, they behead people. Yeah. <laughs> For Christ's sake. I A while back, I can't remember, I, I wasn't it something like 30 or 60? There was a large number of police officers that had been killed in, in New Mexico, I think, by drug cartel members. So uh, they, had a, they had a problem where cops were like afraid to be cops, basically, and they sure. had like a people quitting. A cop shortage? Yes. <laughs> hmm. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, who knows? Uh, 855-450-3733. How do you think this is going to play out for Anonymous? Do you think they're going to leave with their heads intact? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9, it's mine and it's American. Bum, 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 bum,
1-866-408-7733. That's a toll-free number you can call in. This is Free Talk Live with Luther. And Julia. And Ian will be joining us shortly, but in the meantime, uh, we're going to be talking about what we want to, and of course you can as well if you call in. That number again is 855-450-3733, brought to you by SACL CAI. And uh, Julia, you had a little tidbit you wanted to share. Uh, I think this is pretty interesting. I I think it's interesting, too. I thought it was funny. Uh, The name of the article is, Is NYPD Sending Drunk Homeless People to Occupy Wall Street? The NYPD has allegedly come up with an ingenious way to sabotage the Wall Street protests in Lower Manhattan. Just send drunks and homeless people down there. The increased (laughs) presence of drunk homeless uh, people and drug addicts has been causing tension in Zuccotti Park. Apparently, the amount of freeloaders caused the Occupy Wall Street kitchen to scale back operations for a few days in protest. The Daily News today reports that the place has basically been become divided between real Occupy Wall Street protesters on the east and the homeless riffraff on the west. There is now a wrong side of the tracks at Zuccotti Park. Wow. Uh... I find this interesting because, and they're going to get a little more about why they why they have this theory, but I'm not a conspiracy person, and I don't really like to make uh, speculation about, mm. you know, whether or not there are some people who are sabotaging protests in general, not even just the Occupy Wall Street, but like the Liberty Movement and stuff. But, um, so this is interesting to me, just that uh, these homeless people basically are claiming that uh, the police told them to go there. Yeah, uh, it seems like the kind of like just low down tactic some the NYPD would do. They sort of have a reputation for being very yeah. corrupt and uh, sociopathic is the word I would use. Violent sociopaths. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think of all the the other stuff that's come out about them. You know, they they've admitted on camera to having quotas. You know, arrest quotas. They've admitted on camera to planting drugs in order to keep their convictions up. You know, and to keep their numbers up. Yeah. Uh, this seems right up their alley. Sure, it's not that far of a stretch to me. Um, uh, why do you think they would? I mean, are, are the occupiers technically breaking the? Are they breaking the law at all just for being there? You know, I do not follow the Occupy Wall Street movement as closely as many others do. But I don't really either. I, I mean, it just doesn't really interest me. It seems like a mixed bunch, and some of them have some good things to say, and some of them don't. A lot of what I've seen on, at least on YouTube, a lot of what I've seen I don't like. Um, mm-hmm. But I I wonder why the police have an interest in, or would have an interest, providing this is true, but uh, in stopping protests. I mean, I, I, may, I feel like in general, police probably just don't like protests. You know what I mean? It's a lot of people and... They like to control people, and and then sure, I also sure. wonder... It's, it's hard to control people when they outnumber you. Exactly. So I think in general, it probably just bothers them. Um, they have an, a very large vested interest in the state. That's what they do. They enforce rules for the state. Yep. The and state pays them. The state pays for their retirement. The state pays for their health care. Yep. Know. So they're really involved in the state, and uh, although in my experience, the Wall Street... Uh, protests really aren't very anti-state. In fact, they want more state, many of them. So, but I guess what they what they claim they want is a totally different state. So, right, they yeah. just don't realize that you can't have that. Yeah, some of them, and it's interesting because they're 
there are plenty of Ron Paul supporters out there. I mean, I've seen videos of people talking about ending the Fed and bringing back the gold standard yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And then on the other side, you know, you have people who are saying that businesses need to be more regulated than they are. By right? the government. Right. As if that's going to fix anything. Right. So to continue on here, according to a Daily News op-ed, uh, the shift has been helped along by friendly NYPD officers. The NYPD seems to have crossed a line in recent days as the park has taken on a darker tone with unsteady and unstable types suddenly seeming to emerge from the woodwork. Two different drunks I spoke with last week told me that they've been encouraged to take it to Zuccotti by officers who'd found them drinking in other parks. And members of the and members of the community affairs working group related similar stories they'd heard while talking with intoxicated or aggressive new arrivals. So basically, the drunk people in the park are telling people that the police officers are telling them to move down to the park. So they're not even they don't even care that they're drinking in public, which isn't that what they do, right? They enforce the laws. Well, so it does it say that they're drinking in public, or they're just that they're well, drunk? they're drinking at a park. Oh, are they? Yeah, it said okay. when they're drinking at a park, they tell them to take it down to Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, so if if you really care about the laws, right? Because police officers, you know, I'm just doing my job. Right. I got to enforce the law. They have to. Right. So how come you're not enforcing the law here? You want them to take it to the park all of a sudden because it it somehow uh, supports your interests? Mm-hmm. Well, do you think that? Uh I, I mean, because that kind of comment sort of sounds almost like a, oh, take it down to Zuccotti Park, you know, like, uh, why don't you go with the rest of your riffraff? I'm sure that's how the cops see them. Maybe. Or, or do you think they're really like, oh, yeah, well, if you're going to do that, do it down in Zuccotti Park with the secret motive that, you know, if they're down there, they'll be, they might cause a ruckus and then the cops will have an excuse right. to come in and crack some skulls. Well, it says here uh, that there were several stories from basically like the community kitchen. So when these homeless people's People go and they, you know, get their food. They're talking about, according to this article anyway, they're talking about how they're being encouraged to go to the park and okay, drink. Okay, okay. So, so the cops definitely seem to be sending miscreants and riffraff. And- <laughs> according to this, apparently there's so many of them that it's very noticeable as well. Right, right. You mentioned that there's a, a wrong side of yes. the tracks now, you know, almost... Uh, I. I'm sure it's scared off some people, you know. Uh, I wonder if any of those altogether. people have been on YouTube videos because I've seen some of them, you know, because I watch some of the Wall Street, the videos, and I've seen some of them where, you know, some guy pops out of the corner and is just like, wow, where did you come from? I wonder if any yeah. of these homeless people have made an appearance yet in the, uh, uh, the there YouTube have been videos. Some. I mean, uh, one of them was complaining that the occupiers are making a mess, you know. And- <laughs> Of his park? I, I guess so, you know. <laughs> this is my bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a fellow like that in uh, Keene who, are, who will actually get mad at you if you sit in his bench. He'll also put canes in your face, like shake a cane at you. Oh, yeah. And he's not homeless, you. but uh, I don't think he is at least. No, but he's a veteran. Yeah, and he's he's not really a pleasant fellow anyway. No. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, anything else with the art, the little article? Okay, so an NYPD spokesperson told them that this is false. Regardless, the homeless population has put Occupy Wall Street in an awkward position of calling on the cops for help dealing with the troublemakers in in their rule-breaking encampment. F the police, unless we need the police. (laughs) (laughs) It really is a brilliant, if if supremely scummy, move by the NYPD if it's true. Much of 
much has been made of the protest embodied nature. They say the micro community in Zakati Park is supposed to represent some ideal vision of society where everyone has a say and the pizza is free. How can they turn away the least savory of the 99% without basically becoming the man they spent the last few weeks protesting? That is a very interesting point. Yeah. Because they say that they they really, this 99% thing is a very catchy phrase that they've come up with. And I have seen them yelling on on YouTube and saying, you know, we're the 99% and when this is about all of us. Yeah. But apparently they're picky. Yeah, yeah. The the poorest of the poor. Well, right. we feel bad for them and we want other people to pay for them so that we just don't have to look at them or deal with them. <laughs> it's pretty ironic. I don't know if it's true or not, but I thought it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, please call us. Tell us what you think about these homeless, homeless people. 854 854- Eight five five four five zero three seven three three is the number. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you said, and it kind of at the at the heart of it, it's it's sort of what's wrong with the Occupy movement for me is that you know they they want to st- stand up to the man, but they also want to be the man and yeah. enforce the regulations and kick the the homeless people out. Yeah. So eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Are you the 99%? Call in and let us know. Free Talk Live, more coming up. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's the number. You can call and talk about whatever you want. This is Luther. And this is Julia. And, Julia, uh, over the break, you were just telling me about this news article you found uh, that is from our neck, our, where we where we used right. to live, down in Florida, South Florida. So uh, you want to take it away? Yep. They've actually, they've gone completely insane down there. Uh, I always thought they were. Yes, but. <laughs> I agree. But they have like crossed a new line of insanity. Your home is in danger of no longer being your castle if that's where you like to light up. Now that anti-smoking crusades have snuffed out cigarettes in the workplace and at restaurants, proponents have turned their attention to where people live. A statewide effort is seeking to curb smoking in apartments, condos and public housing. The goal is not just to protect smokers from their own bad habit. Oh, I love that sentence. Sure. Is it the government's responsibility to stop you from every bad habit you have? Yes, especially a bad habit that the government subsidizes. It's so ironic, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, the, the, uh, the entire tobacco debacle is just a, a cluster frick from start to finish. I mean, uh, it, it's a plant... That's native to this continent, you know, that was uh, used for, as a sacred herb forever that, you know, became popular with Europeans, you know, and is now huge industry here in America. 
uh, subsidized by the government, but also they put a lot of restrictions on them and limits and uh, how they can advertise, who they can advertise to, uh, and now where you can do it. It's also, I mean, you ca- you cannot grow a tobacco plant in your backyard. No. That is illegal. Yeah. Um, so it, it's very, they, they've really, these tobacco companies, the two that I think are most known are there's the Philip Morris and there is the R.J. Reynolds, I think are the names, mm-hmm. are in bed with the government. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's really... I think it's really ruined tobacco. It's really given tobacco a bad rap because I'm not sure if I, I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I have smoked plenty of cigarettes in my day. And um, I'm also I've smoked rolling tobacco and I've smoked pipe tobacco and hookah tobacco and that, and that sort of thing and cigars. Mm-hmm. And they're nothing like those nasty cigarettes. Yeah, I completely agree. I smoke cigars and pipe tobacco currently. And uh, I do not like cigarettes. I would never buy a pack of Marlboros. And, of course, there's always the the e-cigarettes that are out now, which right. I think are a great alternative, too. Which, you know what I find is very interesting about that? When I smoke a cigarette that, uh, you know, like a bought cigarette, like a Newport or a Marlboro or whatever, if I smoked one of those cigarettes, I'd be really lightheaded. And when I smoke the e-cigarette, which has nicotine in it, it doesn't make me lightheaded. So I that leads me to believe that it's those chemicals, you know, because there's like 4,000 chemicals in cigarettes. So, I mean, it's got to be those chemicals that give you the lightheadedness. I don't know. That's just my theory, but. Okay. Yep. And, of course, we are uh, sponsored by Vaporsmiths, which is an e-cigarette. Um, are you a, uh, you know, that's, this cigarette will kill you. Uh, you have been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. They, they are a healthier option. Two, uh, 22,000 times healthier. Uh, well, listen to this. Offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling better, and smelling better. Uh, what more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 countermeasures with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. And I wonder what this is going to do for the e-cigarette smokers because it's not smoke. No, and I don't know if you saw this, actually. The FDA came out with a statement on e-cigarettes and said that they're not dangerous. Oh, wow. Which surprised me. Sure, sure. Because I thought for sure, no matter what, they would say, this is dangerous. And I don't necessarily trust their, I don't trust their opinion no matter what it's on. I Right, but I, I, I was certainly expecting them to come out against yeah, it. Yeah, no, they uh, came be, out. Because of the relationship that Big Tobacco has with big government. They didn't, yep. for whatever so, reason. So uh, do you want to go go on with the details sure, of this absolutely. Uh, new ridiculous law? Uh, the goal is not to protect smokers from their own bad habit. It's also to stop them from endangering their neighbors with secondhand smoke that can permeate hallways and seep into individual units through vents and windows. Opponents don't think that anybody has a right to tell them what they can or cannot do in their own homes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. You you are correct. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, just... The concept that secondhand smoke could seep through windows and endanger you is so crazy. I can't even. It's like a joke, right? It's a joke. Right. right. Uh, especially if it's a home and not an apartment building. I mean, really, what do you have to worry about? Plus, if you if you're worried about second getting secondhand smoke, just don't go over to your neighbor's house who smokes or ask him not to smoke around you. Is it that difficult? Have we Are we that removed from our community nowadays that we can't talk to our neighbors openly about something? I would say that the the government uh, has definitely accomplished that. They like that. I think people are very separated 
It's yeah. much easier to get somebody else to do your dirty work for you. Well, you say you think the government did that. Uh, how, how do you feel? I mean, by by basically by having such a large presence mm-hmm. that uh, you know everything. Base they make it so that you don't have to take care of any issues that you want to do yourself. Like if you don't like smoking, you can just go to your legislature and try to get them to pass laws so that your neighbors can't smoke. Sure, sure. That sort of thing. Yeah. And police calling the police instead of dealing yeah, with your own problems. Another. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really key, especially in a, a free society, is uh, being not afraid to confront something about so- something, either whether it's big or small, or to ask for help, or even just to introduce yourself and get to know, know your neighbor. I mean, I agree. Important. I don't know any of my neighbors. It's kind of sad. Well, you also live kind of far away from your your neighbors. Yeah, that's true. They they wave when I get the mail. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a start, right? That, yeah, that certainly is. <clears throat> Smoking is bad for your health, but it's your right says Ernstine Gray, a Deerfield Beach Housing Authority commissioner who lives in public housing. The authority is uh, considering making smoke free. I'm trying to quit, but it's my choice. The Deerfield Beach, Palm Beach County, and Pahokee Public Housing Authorities are all working towards making at least parts of their complexes smoke free, a policy encouraged by federal housing officials. In the private sector, Madison Chase Apartments near West Palm Beach plans to offer smoke-free living in some of its buildings next month, according to Palm Beach County Health Department officials. The Archstone Delray Apartments expect to designate at least one non-smoking building in January. Now, you see, they the health department seems to think that because an apartment complex is offering some of their buildings smoke-free... That that somehow justifies this law that would go into place as if they're comparable in any way. Right. I think it it eliminates uh, the the choice in the marketplace. Like if you want to go to a smoke-friendly place, you know, you will no longer be able to do that down there. Whereas, you know, smoke-free apartments and houses are are available all over. Yes, they, they really are. Where would you smoke? Well, can't do it outside. Can't do it in a restaurant. Can't do it in... Well, you can still smoke in bars down in Florida, I think. And you can smoke in your car so far, but in Australia, they banned it. Yeah, and you can't smoke in your car in Maine, I think New Hampshire as well, if there's someone under 18 in the backseat. We want our homes and our children to be safe and free of tobacco, said Ellen Feller, health promotion uh, director for the Broward County Health Department. We don't want it coming through the walls. We don't want people walking down the street and breathing in someone else's smoke. You're telling me that you believe that smoke is going to seep through the walls (laughs) and somehow someone walking through the street is going to have to be forced to smell this stuff. Right. Cry me a river. Get over it. Uh, even when I was a non-smoker, I always thought this type of legislation was ridiculous. It it never bothered me, or if it did, I would go away from it. Right. Or somewhere where that smoke wasn't. It's not that hard to do, especially if you're outdoors. Especially if you're outdoors, because it's a wide open space. You're outside, And it's Genius. supposedly owned by everybody, right? All this public property? Mm-hmm. How come you get to decide what whether or not we get to smoke? Right. Why don't I have a say? A, a lung full of smoke is is nothing compared to the rest of the atmosphere, which is huge, huge, way larger than your lung. I'm not a smoker, really. I mean, I'm I'm generally, I would say I'm not a smoker. Occasionally, I'm, maybe I'm a smoker, but mm-hmm. this bothers me so much. I'm never, I honestly 
I have friends who smoke. I've never been in a situation where I'm like, man, everybody's smoking. It's so gross. I need to get away from it. It's easy to ignore. Yeah. Just stand so it's not blowing in your face. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even if you're in a bar or something where, or, or at somebody's apartment where smoke is, you know, you can smell it and you are breathing it in. I mean, you don't have to be there for one thing, but, you know, even that's not too bad. I mean, I can deal with that. Well, and they're pinning each other against it, so it's basically smokers versus non-smokers, so it gives smokers a reason to be more disrespectful about it. Sure, sure. We need to respect each other. Yeah, I used to joke that I was addicted to secondhand because I kind of like that kind of atmosphere. So, 855-450-3733. More coming up. Uh, Hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight, it's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp hours of battery, 220 watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators, any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. FreeTalkLiveSolar.com Talk live, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll free. The number is 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. And here tonight, it's Ian and Luther and Julia. Uh, by the way, uh, obviously I wasn't here for the first hour. I had to go out and do a, a television appearance on Freekeen TV, which uh, folks will be able to see when it airs over at freekeen.com. It'll be put up on YouTube probably within the next day or so. We held the fort down. Yeah. It sounds like it. Now, you guys were talking about some news out of West Palm Beach uh, a moment ago about a proposed ban on smoking for all homes. Did I hear that right? No, for all apartments, condos. And it's countywide, it looks like, so it's not a state thing. Mm-hmm. It's counties. Uh, apartments, condos, and all public housing. No. Which I'd like to point out that in Florida, apartments and condos make up a very large percentage of people's homes. It's true. There's a lot of that out there. Now, they're not proposing it like down the line for all homes or. Uh, they're not coming out and saying that, but I mean, there's plenty of quotes in here of people saying they want to make all homes, you know, safe for children and families. Well, so right, I imagine they're... that's in the plan. That's in the in the uh, blueprints. So if they can get away with this, then right. they're probably going to take it to the next level. I wouldn't be surprised. It's possible, yeah. They actually claim that um, they don't want people who are walking down the street to have to smell smoke seeping out of people's windows. So wouldn't that include <laughs> homes? Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, that's ridiculous. 
Has it ever happened in reality? Have you ever been walking down the <laughs> yeah. street? Have you ever been I, walking down the street and been like, I can smell cigarettes coming actually, out of that house? You, you can tell a lot from your neighbors based just by walking down the street and giving it a good old whiff as you walk by. You know, oh, wow, blueberry pie. Oh, wow, they're a smoker, you know. Oh, they smoke something else, you know. No, you, no, you can't. Like, nobody ever notices that when you're walking around. But isn't this just about an, what is, for to some people, an, an offensive smell? I mean, there's no danger whatsoever. Oh, they're claiming it's very dangered. They, they said that uh, not only are they trying to protect people from their own bad habits, but they're also trying to protect the children from being endangered. The word endangered was definitely used. These are quotes yeah. from the beer Wow. I, I always find it uh, kind of hilarious when people say, oh, well, I have a right to clean fresh air because, well... What about me? Do I have a right to nasty, smoky air? <laughs> you used to in your own home. But it sounds like they're going to try to change well, that. I brought this question up: Where do you smoke if you're a smoker? I mean, they've banned it in your. They've banned it. You can't really smoke many places outside now, mm. right? Like you have to smoke really far away from buildings. You can't smoke in restaurants. You can't smoke in bars. If you can't smoke in your home, where the heck can you smoke? I guess I mean, if, uh, out back by the dumpster or something like that. <laughs> but. That's invading somebody's clean air. You know, this really is, uh, it's really a bias against people that smoke. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way anyone could claim that it's dangerous for somebody to be... Oh, they are claiming it. I get they're claiming it, but it seems absolutely outrageous. And I think it was Penn & Teller's BS on the Showtime channel several years ago that basically showed that the the study that was done, or that was touted, uh, I think it was the EPA that did it, right? Yeah. That, uh, they, they basically... They skewed the, claims, the statistics really bad. Yeah, and, the, well, the claims they were making uh, about secondhand, so-called secondhand smoke was a bunch of nonsense. And which, right, they were misleading, basically. Yeah. Uh, they, they claimed that it was a 25% increase in, in health risks, but it really just went from being 10% to 125 which is technically a 25% increase well, if you do the math. And I want you to think about this statement for a second. Just think about it. S- inhaling smoke from from far away, like being in the same room, is somehow more dangerous than you smoking the cigarette yourself. Directly, no. yeah. And your no, lungs filtering I'm sorry. Out. Yeah, yeah, your lungs are f- are act as sort of a filter, and they're taking in some of that nasty stuff. So as you expel it, I mean, yeah, there's going to be carbon dioxide in there, which is, you know, dangerous to humans, but... Uh, I'm sure not all of the chemicals, the dangerous, deadly chemicals, are going to go out into the air with it. I'm sure a lot of them are retained in your lungs. So is there more that you wanted to share from this piece, Uh, Sure. There's actually a quote I'd like to read because it's pretty funny. And who's Uh, it from? This is just a woman who lives. It says, in Miami-Dade County, health officials are working with some residents of Winston Towers condominiums in Sunny Isles Beach who would like clean air in their buildings. It's not an easy challenge, especially since some residents own their own units. Mm -hmm. The board, they're ignoring it, says a Winston Towers uh, unit owner and cancer survivor. Their position is that, that they can't tell people to stop smoking in their own apartments. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty mm-hmm. pretty valid point. Maybe you shouldn't have moved into Winston Towers if but, you don't like smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going down to Marlboro Manor. Right. <laughs> but she says that her home shouldn't be subjected to smoke from others, whether it's coming from outside terraces or through uh, bathroom vents. We had to close the bathroom door. The smell was so intense, she said. It was like a toxic waste dump. 
Well, it seems like uh, exaggeration, but uh, you know, if it's the case that she doesn't like smoke and it really does smell like smoke in her her apartment, I could understand why that would be upsetting. Yeah. I doubt that it smells like a toxic waste dump. Like however, I said, it's, yeah, it's I a little hyperbolic. I don't understand why the uh, the vents are connected like to each and each apartment. Like why they don't just have some. Like, is it central air for the entire building? or That wouldn't make any sense. I know, yeah. They would have to have some way to divide it up per unit, right? Uh, like, I would be very interested in experiencing this, right? Like, let's right. let's see for ourselves what this lady is describing as a toxic waste dump and see ex- just well, exactly. Well, okay, I'll tell you, you what. Live in a, uh, you live in a duplex, right? I do, actually. Have you yeah. ever smelled smoke from next door? Because yes. the old neighbors did smoke. The old neighbors used to smoke in the basement, and that is a way for the smoke to kind of rise up through the vents. So, yeah, that was possible. Did it smell like a toxic waste dump? No, it smelled like <laughs> cigarettes. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a heavy scent, but it was there. And I guess some people are very sensitive to these if things. If it bothered mm-hmm. you that much, uh, you could have gone over and said, hey, you know, do you mind smoking not in the basement? I could have done that. But then again, it was part of the lease that they not smoke in the in the house. Oh. Uh, but but really, the solution here is for people who are concerned with the behavior of their neighbors, whether it be playing music too loud or smoking cigarettes or having sex too loud, or whatever it is they're doing that's offensive to you, to get the hell out of an apartment building. Well, that's my thought here, is that, uh, you know, this lady, she could rent a house, or if if she owns the apartment, she could own a house instead. Yeah. I mean, you you don't get to say what goes on in the entire apartment complex. I'm sorry. Certainly not. And whenever you're in close contact with other human beings, odds are going to be greater that one of them is going to do something that's irritating to you. I think that this is a really strong bias against smokers. I think that a lot of these people exaggerate uh, how awful it is Mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I'm not a smoker and I don't think cigarette smoke is pleasant, but I've never been around cigarette smokers and been like, ew, this is so awful. I can't be around you. Well, I know some people are allergic to it. So, for instance, they can't be around it. Uh, There was uh, one guy that uh, was recently at a gathering full of some of the activists here. He was sitting outside. He said, well, why are you outside? Well, I can't be near smoke. So for some people, it's a really serious thing. I don't think that's the majority or even close to a small minority. I mean, I think it's a very, very small minority. They, just, they view it as gross, I think. They view it as weak. Yeah. And they don't like it. Well, that's really what it all comes down to. It really comes down to a bias that, uh, that people have against the cigarette smoker. Because you've – now, this has been discussed before, but it's worth bringing up again – with the e-cigarettes, the smoke issue's gone. And in fact, if somebody's using an e-cigarette or a vape, you know, vaporizer, you can't tell if you're in the next room. There's just no you, way. You can hardly tell if you're near them. Right. If you're five feet away, you can't even. Yeah. You really can't even smell it. But if you're through a window or through another room or in the next apartment, there's no way you'd know that somebody was using an e-cigarette. I, I actually know someone who bought one of these when they first came out at like a year or two ago, and she bought it so she could bring it into restaurants and bars mm-hmm. with her. And, and she it works did, well. and it works well. And and it's it's a great thing. I mean, it really, the smell it is completely eliminated. You don't have it hanging on your body or your clothes or anything like that. Right, the yellow but, teeth. But the fact that some people, yellowed curtains and everything, but the the fact that some people still have a problem with the e-cigarette is the indicator that this isn't about tobacco. It's not about the cigarette or the e-cigarette. It's about Or the smell. It's about this class of what are essentially drug users. 
and this this other group of people that look down their nose, like you're saying, they feel superior to these. Well, I don't. I'm not addicted to nicotine. Yeah. You know, we're I'm going not going to gonna kill myself at five dollars a pack. We'll do whatever <laughs> we can to stop these people. One eight five five four fifty free. Do you think that people should be banned from smoking in apartment buildings, condos? Eight five five four fifty free. You take control. Free talk live. People ask me, Tim. Why did you start VerbalSurgery.com? Well, it's easy. I started making these podcasts to make you feel better right now. That's right. From the tops of the Himalayas to the bottom of the deepest seas. That's right. These broadcasts go out to everywhere on the planet and most importantly, deep inside of your brain to make you feel better right now. And isn't that what it's all about? VerbalSurgery.com. Check it out today. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Luther. And Julia. And we also invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff there, and we give it all to you, including things like the Shrine of Female Listeners, uh, the mobile website. For those of you with smartphones, you can just go to m.freetalklive.com to get there. We've got a webcam and more. Go enjoy. It's all free over at freetalklive.com. And uncovering the Secrets and Exposing the Lies. That's what readers of FreedomsPhoenix.com get every day. Readers of FreedomsPhoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to FreedomsPhoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. That's FreedomsPhoenix.com. Dot com. Once again, the number here, 855-450-FREE, talking about smoking bans that, of course, are expanding all around the country. It was uh, the first night of Free Talk Live, the first, the very first show that we ever did was back in 2002. It was November 3rd. I think it was like two days before the election. And that was the issue back then. Uh, in Florida, they were proposing a ban on smoking in all restaurants. Actually, I think it was all... Uh, it- workplaces as a matter of fact uh, yeah calling it, they wanted it to be everywhere it ended up being you could still smoke in bars i believe right the the provision was that if you did less than i think it was 15 percent of your uh, oh, sales yes, of food, i remember this yeah uh, so if you did 15 percent or, or less sales of food then you would qualify to still allow smoking and uh, so it ended up being there was some interesting workarounds like there was a, a story about a denny's in miami that took all the prices off their menu and basically would give people free meals with like a huge, really expensive drink. So they would they'd order a drink and the drink would be like $20 and then you'd get the drink and you'd get a free meal with it. So therefore they weren't, you know, they weren't qualifying with that 15%. It was a Denny's, right? And they yeah, were, so you know, genius. they're selling a lot of food. Um, and I don't know whatever happened with that, but, uh, but anyway, it's, this has been going on for a long time where state after state after state has gotten to the point uh, where smoking has been completely banned in many places from all indoor locations. I think you pointed out that there are some places where parks and other outdoor locations have uh, have banned At smoking. At works, uh, like where I work, for example, where I work, there's a designated smoking area. The corporate office, however, in Keene has banned smoking on the entire property. Mm. Like you have, you can't Outrageous. even smoke in your car. 
It's insane. It is insane. I mean, it's so sad, and I'm not even a smoker, but it's just a war on. It's such a hatred for smokers. It's particularly bad in the winter time when it's cold out. You know. And, oh, you. Yeah. It's interesting to watch these smokers in the winter time, isn't it? They're yeah, they, all huddled outside, freezing, shaking, shivering, holding this cigarette. Yeah. Well, they really want it. You know, uh, you know and it's their business. It. I mean, it doesn't bother me. And, it, and what we were talking about before is this kind of this superior attitude that some people have about uh, smokers, that they it's not about the smoke. It's about the fact that they're they're using nicotine and that they feel like they're better than uh, you know, the people that want these bans feel like they, they are better than the, the nicotine users. And that's really where all this comes from. That's why there's hatred against the e-cigarette users because wonder, they're nicotine users, not smokers. How many of these people are drinking are drinkers? Good question. Because I think that a common sort of attitude of a, of a non-smoker or one of these superior non-smokers is something like, well, I don't know why you just don't quit. Like, it can't be that hard. It's killing you. But, you know, if you drink at home and you like to drink, like, you know, that's not good for you, right? You know that right. it's better not to drink. Why well, don't you just quit? They'll probably say something like, well, if you have one drink a night, they say that's good for you. Yeah, but they say that having no <laughs> yeah, drinks is better some, for some you. <laughs> some kind of qualifier for whatever your vice is. Yes. Yeah. So your thoughts are certainly welcome. 855-450-FREE. Was there anything else you felt uh, was necessary um, to share here? Sure. There's one paragraph here that I find sort of amusing, and it says, um, the current campaign does consider the desire of smokers, and I'd like you to tell me if you think this is the desire of smokers. Now, this is the campaign to ban all smoking in West Palm Beach and that county from apartments, condos, and... Subsidized housing. Yeah, government housing. Correct. Okay. So you tell me if you think this is the desire of smokers. Mm-hmm. Health officials come in and educate interested residents about the risks of secondhand smoke and the benefits of smoke-free housing. Besides lowering health risks, smoke-free housing reduces the chance of fires. Wow. I'm sure that's what smokers desire. Some of them might. Well, who doesn't want their... I mean, who wants a fire? Right, but they're saying that... It's fine if we ban smoking for the for the non-smokers because we're going to give the smokers something too, and what they want is us to teach them about how bad smoking right, is. Right, as though they don't know. Yeah, I mean, these is, people are there people who like smoke, that? they know it's bad for right. them. They don't care. They maybe like, like it. Maybe like a ten year old picking up his first cigarette may not realize. And all even of the- that, there's been such a heavy anti-tobacco yeah. push in the schools. I can't imagine there's a ten year old in public school who doesn't know smoking's bad for you. Right, what yeah, smoker- they do it because it is bad. What smoker doesn't know that it's going to make them stink and their house stink and their curtains yellow? And like, what person doesn't know that? Yeah. It's it's crazy. So there's not really too much more of this article. Oh, but there I mean, will be. Just wait, because, you know, once this goes through, and I guess it probably will, <laughs> the way politics seems to be going these days, just more and more rules, more and more regulations. And of course, once one passes, it just makes it paves the way for the next one. I mean, if these people said that you couldn't drink in your home, you know what I mean? Like how you could spill it and it could catch fire. It could. You could uh, be be a drunk annoyance to your neighbor. You could I beat mean, your family. Yeah, that, that that's already happening. Right. Yeah. But it's well, don't just, give them ideas. Julia. I mean, it's just like I would say that alcohol is probably the most popular drug of choice for that's Americans. Probably right. Yeah. Probably. I'm really just pulling that out of nowhere but i i believe it to cigarettes be cigarettes are probably number two but i would guess caffeine's up in there too yeah maybe caffeine's I mean, more what than if alcohol. i told you you couldn't drink in your house all of the people who support this 
Would you be okay with Where that? are all those people, by the way? 855-450-FREE. Yeah, what if we told you that you couldn't have a coffee or a Mountain Dew or an energy drink? What about cats? You know, you know, people who don't change their cat litter boxes? Those Ew. smell pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, there's what all... about catnip? <laughs> Drugs for it's kitties? Drug. Yeah. What does that tell? What's the message that sends to kids? That is, and cats. It's okay to feel euphoric. Yep. 1-855-453. Let's go to Scott the Bigot calling from Massachusetts, or at least I presume it's Scott the Bigot. You're the only one who ever calls from Massachusetts, Scott. Hello. Uh, happy... Uh... Halloween, uh, Ian, uh, Luther, and Julia. I What's, hear Halloween was created by the Jews. <laughs> don't don't get him started. <laughs> Did you hear me, uh, uh, Ian, on Glenn Beck last week? No, I didn't. I don't listen really to anything. Well, I was on for about 10 minutes, Mr. Beck gave me, and uh, uh, I, 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 I'm not doing that uh, to, to boast or whatever, but uh, I, did, uh, I did get on, and uh, uh, I couldn't be such a crackpot if he... Uh, allowed me to speak oh uh, you're a crackpot some no, talk show hosts will let crackpots on the air some, some i can talk assure sh- you i have all my mental faculties well except that you use them for for hate and uh, that's what makes you crackpotty because you i have you hate people fright- it, it, tonight is is halloween and i think it's most appropriate i have eight frightful things for why would you, why would you halloween say happy hold on a second well and I'll, I'll bring it back here in a moment but why would you say happy halloween when you're supposed to be a christian more in a moment here. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. 1-855-450-3733. And that reminds me, it is Halloween. So we got to find some Halloween-related stuff. We'll get to that here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com set this up, but it was a good choice. I think the board op did this one. <laughs> Free talk live. Alright, so name, out. Name, out, guys. name that tune. It's it's not funny anymore. Isn't it from Halloween? Yep, yep. that's right. Oh, I thought I thought it was going to be wrong and it was like more difficult than that. No, no. Great, great old film though. The original. I've not seen the whole the H2O? series. I saw it in the theater that when I was bad. like 13. Uh, H2O the, well, they bad. remade the original one. Because that's what they do with movies nowadays. Right, yeah. right. You know, whether it's Karate Kid, there's been talk about a new Goonies movie coming no out. Kidding. No kidding. Yeah. No. Yeah. Why it, would well, you? It looks like it's not going to happen, fortunately. I was going to say, why would you trample on the one thing from my childhood that is still yeah. sacred? So a- any uh, movie executives out there listening, please, please, please. Don't touch Goonies. Leave it alone. One eight five five four fifty three is the number. It is uh, Halloween, and there's actually some Halloween-related news I've been holding on to here for a couple weeks. So we'll get to some of that here about what one school district is doing about Halloween. Oh, if, good yeah, thing, because it's, it's an evil sinner's holiday. Well, let's get back to Scott. He's on the line here, and Scott is a bigot, and he hates people that are different from him. Uh, people who have different colored skin, different colored hair, different colored eyes. Oh, you probably don't go that far, do you, Scott? But you do not like anyone who's not a white uh, Christian male. 
Does that pretty much sum you up? Yeah. Now, how do you feel about eye color? Does what what color are your eyes? Blue. Now, do you hate people that that don't have blue eyes? No. Okay. So you won't go that far, but uh, anyone who's not a white Christian male, you're very upset with them. Now, why would someone who considers themselves a Christian wish anyone else a happy Halloween? Do, don't you consider it a pagan holiday? Well, I think it's, I think it's cool. I love Halloween. Even though I it's love... it's not of the Christian origin in any way, shape, or form. And in fact, many Christian churches are very explicitly anti-Halloween. That may be, but it's the idea, Ian, of, uh, of fall, which I love, and uh, uh, the, uh, the crispness in the air and... Uh, the pumpkins and the apple cider, and uh, it's it's nothing is uh, can beat that in New England, and uh, it's a uh, it's the best time of the year, at least in my opinion. But I'd like to get back to eight frightful things for America. I can't believe I, I agree with Scott on tweet. something, but <laughs> eight frightful things for America on Halloween 2011. Okay, one America's controlled. Wait, by wait, 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 hold on. Where is this coming from? Where's what coming from? Where are you getting this eight frightful things? No, I just my own opinion. Okay, you've you've made all these up. Well, that I see in America that's very frightening. You're not reading this off of a list from some website? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. It's a little list that I wrote myself. I took my time. I wrote it myself. Is this what you said on the Glenn, the Glenn Beck show? Because you were bragging earlier that you were on the Glenn no, Beck show. No, no, I did not. He okay. was talking about, uh, so, about uh, Jewish influence in America and... Uh, uh, and you know, I uh, about Occupy Wall Street and uh, all right. That's enough of that. So, getting on with your eight uh, things. Number one, America is controlled by a Zionist-occupied government, aka the Jews. So basically, you've taken your same talking points and you've uh, made it into a top top eight list because you that's always right. come on the air and you say these things. Number two, what, what is what is fresh? What are you going to give me in this well, this eight what, list? Th- th- what's fresh? I haven't gotten to that, but I, I will get to that. I don't want to hear the same old, same old. No, give me, it's not. Give me the fresh items. You don't have to give all me all right. Number eight. two, black man is president. Three, Technically, he's millions a of illegal aliens have overrun America. Four, mm. homosexual lesbian marriage will become <laughs> Now, New Hampshire is mostly white people. Isn't New Hampshire part of America? So, because yes. you said that illegal aliens are taking over, they're overrunning America, and I uh, honestly, all I see is white people in New Hampshire. Yeah, Scott, did you know that uh, Mexicans? I'm assuming that's the illegal aliens you're talking about. Did you know that they used to own California, Texas, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Florida? I'm more aware of that. James James Knox Polk, who's the 11th president of the United States, 1845 to 1849, he started the Mexican War and he took all those lands. He had his general Zachary Taylor uh, defeat the uh, the Mexicans uh, at Buena Vista, uh, and uh, we uh, we basically uh, just stole the land we so, took it from Mexico. Just to clarify where you're coming from, Scott, you have a problem with any immigrant that is so-called illegal, or just the brown ones? Any illegal alien. I see. So, so if someone was coming over here from Great Britain or Germany or something like that, you would have as much of a problem with them. But you like. Go ahead. Go on. You would have as much of a problem with them? If they're not here legally, then mm-hmm. we have to support them. Uh, they don't belong here. Uh, you know, if you go to Switzerland, I've been to Europe a few times, they have a very strict uh, immigration law, whereas if you can't find a job within, uh, I think it's, if I'm correct, I think it's six months if you can't prove me, uh, mean that you have means of, to support yourself, uh, they're just going to deport you from the nation. 
their so country. I agree only to the you. point. I agree only to the point where people should not be receiving welfare. There should be no government welfare. Right. All assistance should be done on a private, charitable basis, one to one. Uh, between humans, I, I consensually. think Darwinism can take care of that on its own. Like, if you don't have a job, well, you're not going to have food that way. But isn't your perspective kind of uh, well contradictory, Scott? Because on one hand, you believe that the government is, you know, t- is owned by Jewish people and they're trying to control everything, and on the other hand, you are saying that you want the government to do something for you, namely kick people out of this country. So why would you support the government doing one thing but not support it? On the other hand, you know what I like about you, Ian. You're always trying to uh, tr- trying to uh, get me in some sort of a loophole here. You, you know, you, let me put it this way: the government is supposed to work for. The, maybe I have this wrong, but I don't think I do. The government is supposed to, in in a idyllic world, it's supposed to try to help do the best it can for its people, not the worst for its people with regulation, everything. If it means securing the borders. And making a better life for America—that's something that it, it has a moral. I don't obligation know about you, Scott, do. but I don't want to be stopped on the street and demanded of my papers and searched and be put under suspicion in this world where you're trying to keep people out. You're talking about creating a police state. Why would you want that? We already have a police state. Oh, so just so make... it's not that I can create a police state. We already have. So a that's okay state. with if you. You don't believe me. All you have to do is go to Occupy so, Wall No, no, I believe Boston you. It's definitely a police state. Beating up all of these protesters. It's definitely a police state, Scott. There's no that that part I'll agree with you with. But so you like that? You like living in a police state? I hate that. But that's what you just advocated for. If you want to kick people out of this country, if you want to so-called secure the borders, then you're going to have to have a police state to do that. What I'm saying is that when you've got, I, I I'm not I, asking I you what you're saying. I've already you heard what you're saying. I've already heard what you're saying from Mexico or whatever. I don't, don't care about that. I think people that are coming here that want to make a better life for themselves, I'm all fine with that. I think that's we great. Support them. We don't have the means to support so them. So stop paying no. taxes. I would say, say that, that we probably support a much larger uh, percentage of white people on welfare than I Mexicans. Agree. There's, there's millions of whites that, 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 that are on the dole. Right, so why can't that. you just oppose the root of the problem, which is the government having the dole in the first place? So let's say tomorrow you could press a button and make the government welfare system go away. Then how would you feel about people immigrating here? I still wouldn't want – I still I would only want white <laughs> – Of course you would. Thanks for the call, Scott. You can get your other four out some other day or however many there were. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. Because if you want to so-called control immigration, then you have to have control over everyone. You have to have checkpoints. You have to have uh, you know, border patrol with all kinds of fences and helicopters and whatever you're going to need. And even then, you still won't be able to totally stop it. Although, I suppose if you did create a police state that was scary enough, people would just say, the hell with that. I'm not going there. Right. But then, and, and well, and and in some cases that's happening. Uh, people, it seems, are actually going back down south, back to Mexico. Uh, now there's been an influx of uh, re re immigration. Well, I we've guess. seen people leaving the areas where they're cracking down the hardest too, sure, like sure. Georgia, Alabama, Arizona. Arizona. People are leaving because they're passing these anti-immigration laws, and these immigrants are just saying, "Screw it, we're out of here." And so now food's rotting on the vine. You know, because Americans don't want those jobs. 
You know, they claim they oh, want yeah. them, but they don't. Yeah, they really don't. And actually, you know, people willing to do that work for less money is really good for the economy, and it keeps prices low. Yep, that's right. 855-453. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. You take control, bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Halloween edition. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Julia. Inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We have lots of features there, and we give them to you, so enjoy those on us. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there, and it'll be different Amazon links for different countries, so click on the one that's appropriate for you and order whatever it is you need. I just ordered another pair of headphones because one of ours is falling apart and they were great price over at Amazon. So I got one of those and got free Super Saver shipping on it as well because a lot of orders over $25, like most of their new items, a lot of them you can get free Super Saver shipping on, which just makes it even better to shop there. So go to shop.freetalklive.com. I got, actually, I ordered some food on Amazon. Really? Yeah, and it was uh, cheaper than it was in the grocery store. I was bought these bars that I like in bulk, so... So they can Cliff do that. And, no, not Cliff Bars. These oh. are Lara Bars, but okay. Uh, Lara and Cliff are they related? Uh, they are not related. I see. I I recently got a uh, a Magic Jack, which is a pretty cool piece of technology, and I went through Amazon for the voice over IP calls. Yep. So uh, once again, go to shop.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping taken care of. Still to come, Halloween related news. Also, every so often, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. Think of the wheel, the printing press, and the internet. And now, amidst a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is emerging to change the way monetary systems work around the world. It's called Bitcoin, and it's a private, free market monetary system. It's a currency, a new form of money, and it's not the liability of any bank, nor issued by any government, nor tracked by any corporation. We encourage you to learn more about it, for there is much to learn. A good starting place? WeUseCoins.com. That's WeUseCoins.com. And uh, Free Talk Live accepts Bitcoin, by the way. You can see the Bitcoin logo up the top right of our website and go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. If you want to put some Bitcoins in our tip jar, you can do that. So 855-450-FREE. Let's talk about Halloween. It is Halloween here, and uh, I think it's pretty much over uh, here on the East Coast. Uh, but uh, West Coast, there might still be kids walking around out there. Uh, Springfield, New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey School District, according to My Fox New York, is reportedly preventing students from wearing costumes to school this Halloween, claiming the garb is disruptive in the classroom. Oh, for them to have one fun day is just awful. Principals at Springfield Public Schools sent out a letter to parents saying costumes are not allowed to be worn during school hours this year. According to the Springfield Patch, which I think is a newspaper, the new policy has angered many Springfield Elementary School students, some of whom attended a recent meeting to voice their opposition, according to the website. 
Thelma Sandmeyer from, excuse me, fifth grade student at Thelma Sandmeyer Elementary School said, We all still understand we cannot wear masks or other things to cover our faces because it's a safety issue, but I do not understand why we cannot wear costumes on Halloween. Another student said, Dressing up in costumes is one of the best parts of Halloween. After homework, there isn't much time to get dressed up for Halloween. You know, I recently got a new job. And I found out this month that uh, my place of work takes Halloween very seriously. Halloween is the holiday that, mm. that they celebrate. And uh, we spent way too much paid time uh, putting making our office into a haunted house because we were competing for uh, the best office, right, decorated for Halloween. And we had a costume contest. And we were... We, not required, but really pressured by mm. our office to put, you know, a lot of heart and soul into it so we could win, right? Because my department wins every year. And I was really kind of dreading it because, you know, they kind of picked my, my team, kind of picked my costume, and I didn't want to make it. And I put I put it together last minute. And I have to say that Halloween, our party was on Friday. It was such a fun day at work. Really? Well, we we went in and we finished decorating, right? So, I mean, we didn't we got all our work done early in the week, so we had the time to spare and and uh, we finished decorating and then we went in there was the costume contest and actually the girl on my team won. Nice. And, um, you know, there was a lot of cool costumes and it was just kind of like a fun, silly day. Everyone was wearing silly outfits and then they did the walkthrough of, of the... Um, of the offices to to see which one was the best of the best. So HR comes and they walk through everyone's office. They take a tour, and um and then at three in the afternoon, so we had a couple hours of work in there somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. Uh, people were able to bring their kids in trick or treating, and they came through this huge haunted house that we had made. Oh, neat. Um, in our, and it was just a lot of fun. You know what I mean? There was candy everywhere. Well, and now the reason, we had a huge potluck lunch. Now, that, those things happen at good workplaces because a lot of these workplaces have, have come to the uh, conclusion that having fun or allowing their employees to have some fun now and then is a good idea. It builds uh, you know, team building. And yeah, and morale. Morale as well. Sure, yeah. Sure. So – you know the schools could take a page from uh, productive workplaces, but why should they? They don't care. They're just looking to you know set rules for the kids to follow rather than encouraging them to have fun on a day like Halloween. Well, it's sad because these are like you know these are kids. Like I'm an adult. I could have if if I didn't have a Halloween day at work, I would have been fine. You know what I mean? Sure. But I mean, kids really like Halloween. It's fun to dress up and like our mom always made a huge deal out of making my costumes and stuff. Yeah, and, she would make them from scratch, like, and they always looked. Great, you know, better than anything anybody bought. Well, school superintendent Michael Devino has an opinion he wanted to share with you. He said that he's asking teachers to lighten the homework loads so students can have enough time to wear their costumes and trick or treat after school, according to him. He says, I don't believe that dressing up is something that is necessary to do at school. No, it's not necessary. But it's fun. But it's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not everything you do has to be necessary. Right. This guy needs to put the pal back in principal. one 450 free Are you a parent or maybe a young person in the government school system? Have you experienced uh, something like this? Have you experienced this this level of control? This is completely unnecessary. You know, one year I actually wore uh, 
I didn't do a lot of dressing up at school, especially as an older uh, teenager. But one year I did. It was the year of uh, the the Scream, the first Scream movie had come out. So like before it was cool to dress up as Ghostface, I dressed up as uh, as Ghostface, and I had a mask on the whole time I was walking around at school. Nobody ever said boo to me about that. It wasn't even a like there were some kids that didn't like it. They you know jeered at me a little bit, but I never had any issue with the staff at the school. Nobody yeah. cared. Actually, I think I was the same. The same you are, costume. I remember. Yeah, like maybe probably the year before that movie. Ghostface. Yeah. How could you? You did it before the movie. Yeah. Well, nice. mine was a little different. It was yellow and it had a nose. It didn't look like exactly like the scream one, yeah. but it was pretty much the same thing. Did you get any uh, gruff from the, anyone at school? Well, we weren't allowed to wear masks, so I guess I just didn't wear my mask or something. I might have brought it with me. Yeah. I think like we could wear it, it at head. recess, but we couldn't wear it. Uh, yeah, I think I took it off in class, but not because I was told to. Yeah, and then we were also I never to. never allowed to wear weapons, any, take any kind of weapon Fake in. weapons, because a plastic yeah, yeah. sword is obviously... Yeah. Well, well, I remember in kindergarten, I was Robert E. Lee, and I remember bringing my sword into school then. I don't know why I was Robert E. Lee for Halloween. You probably liked war at that time. I guess Little I boys, they like Little boys war. do like to play war. Cowboys I don't know and why Indians. that is, but yeah, they, did, they do. Yeah, and that's actually a cross-cultural thing. Right, where you can like give a boy a stick and he turns it into a gun or something, right? Sure, sure, or a sword or a spear. Yeah, exactly. 855-453 is the number here. So if you have this experience, uh, if you've got kids out in school right now, would love to hear from you if you've had to deal with some of this nonsense because the idea that kids can't have fun uh, here and there is pretty ludicrous. Now, of course, uh, we are talking about government schools, so this doesn't <laughs> uh, speak to what was going on at private schools where – they can say whatever policy they want to, and you as a customer would be able to determine whether or not you agreed with it. And then if you disagreed with it, you could give feedback to the school. And if the school didn't change their policy, you could say, see you later. I'm going to take my kids out of this school and find one that appreciates having a good time. I'm pretty sure that we've read multiple stories on the air in the past about how beneficial it is for children to have like fun as far as how beneficial it is to learning for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you are having fun, then you want to be there. And if you want to be there, maybe you're more likely to actually pay attention. Uh, And of course, if you can make learning fun, that's even better. Today must have just been a miserable day at that school. Yeah, I had a teacher, um, and actually there's another free stater who went to the same school that we went to. I met him and just we happened to live down the street from each other, Mm -hmm. never knew each other. But anyway, we had the same math teacher in seventh grade. And he was all about, you know, trying to get kids involved and get them to enjoy learning. And he was really good about it. I remember... He, he out of his own pocket, he bought individual little marker boards for us that we would do our math problems on. Hmm. And, and it was great. Like, we all paid more attention to do that and so stuff like that. And he ended up winning, like, Teacher of the Year awards and, and all that kind of good it's stuff. It's a shame that more people can't do innovation like that within the government school system mm-hmm. because they're, they're basically hamstrung by the, the regulations and the, the curriculum that's being decided on by some department head or, or supervisor and – there's just very little they can do. You they are going to go into that. also not incentivized because of all of the union involvement, which allows them to basically not be good at their jobs. Yeah. So it attracts the them, wrong kind of teacher in the first I would place. Say, yeah. Oh, I well, I was going to school to be a teacher, which you just brought up, and mm-hmm. I was so turned off when I went to my teaching classes because it was like 80% of the people in the class were, were just there to get a job with summers off. I mean, they were idiots. And they were going to be teachers. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. This show brought to you by SACL CAI. You need to get some collections done, and you want it done with respect, talk to the guys at SACL CAI. They do a great job at it. You can see their banner right there at the top of our website over in the right-hand column at freetalklive.com. Hour 3 is up next. 
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE is the number. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Julia. It's the Halloween edition of the show, by the way. And uh, that means that we've got some Halloween-related stuff to talk about here. And every single year, you can always count on the same stories to be available. It's just they happen in different places. So sometimes it's uh, like we talked about last hour where some school will implement a policy that will basically make it so no one's allowed to have any fun on Halloween. Are they celebrating Christmas, I wonder? Because at school, you usually have a Christmas party. Do any of them celebrate Festivus? That I doubt. But there's other news in this uh, school banning fun area, and we can get to that here in a moment. But also some of the typical Halloween stories, and I don't necessarily have them to talk about tonight, whether we will or we won't. But there's always – you could, of course, bring up anything. There's always the Hell House story, which is always a favorite of mine to uh, to discuss, where uh, Christian churches uh, will – Put, some of them will put on uh, these, these things called hell houses where they tour people through on the, I guess, the auspices that it will be a, a haunted house. But in point of fact, it's actually this moral tale that uh, they try to shove down people's throats, uh, you know, about how whatever homosexuality is bad and uh, doing all these other things are bad. And they, they, and they try do, to show you what hell is like. Is drugs that- are bad. Yeah. And then the idea is that this is all these people are doing terrible things. And so they're going to go to hell. But if you if you join the church, you'll be saved. Saved. And, of course, they get the pitch at the very end to come and join the church. So, yeah, we can talk about that, too. And you're certainly welcome to bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. Uh, other news. BostonHerald.com reporting that a Somerville principal has opened fire on cherished American holidays, blasting legendary explorer Christopher Columbus for atrocities and saying we need to be careful about celebrating Thanksgiving in a scathing email to teachers who are already under orders not to let the kids dress up for Halloween. Now, according to school principal Ann Foley, when we were young, we might have been able to claim ignorance of the atrocities that Christopher Columbus committed against the indigenous peoples. We can no longer do so for many of us, and our students celebrating the particular person is an insult and a slight to the people he annihilated. I would have to say I agree with I the agree Christopher completely. Columbus. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a sick holiday, and really... It, what it's a, yeah. Do we really need that day off? It's I basically mean. one of those weird Monday holidays that people who work Monday through Friday jobs like to have, so they can have a three day weekend and barbecue and drink beer. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. And yeah, I used to get it off. The the fact that uh, Christopher Columbus. That, is celebrated in well, any way, right? That it was so that people had, were so ignorant about him for the longest time, right? I mean, the, the, oh yeah, this is a school. These are educators, people that claim to be educators. Well, we could claim ignorance before, so why was this information not known uh, sooner? Why why did it take so long to come uh, out? I, mean, I guess just the you know a, a myth 
surrounds people, you know, uh, real life people. That's usually where myths come from. And, you know, as it just as it's told from one generation to the next, it changes over time. And it probably got that way with Christopher Columbus, that he discovered America, you know, uh, which he didn't. Which isn't true. Yeah. Some some. Can you discover something some that Asians where people did. are already they came living over through the Bering Strait, you know, and, and then down through the continents? Uh, they discovered it first. <laughs> right. The people that were here discovered yeah. uh, America. And didn't Christopher Columbus land on a different island or something? He like landed that? in the Caribbean. He yeah. didn't actually discover America. He never made it to mainland North or South America. And Which, he didn't they people. teach us that and he landed he thought in he was Florida? In India. Sorry, what? I said, didn't they teach us that he landed in Florida? Like, I I seem to remember that from school. Ponce de Leon landed in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was looking for the Fountain of Youth, right? Wasn't that Uh, him? I believe that was him, yes. All right. So uh, we're going to actually jump into your phone calls here. Barry is on the line. Uh, We'll talk more about this school district in a moment. Uh, But Barry's on listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hey, Barry. Hey, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just uh, heard you all talking about the the hell houses that went on around the... uh, around the area, mm-hmm. and my church actually put one on. It was, wasn't called a hell house. It was called the uh, the Judgment House. Judgment House? And, uh, yeah, the Judgment House. Um, and the purpose of these is not is not to get people to join the church. It's not? The purpose of these is, is to get people to give their hearts to Jesus Christ. Isn't that the same thing? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not the same thing. You can, you can be a member of any church and not have your heart with Jesus Christ, and, and you're still going to go... Uh, sure, but ultimately you want people to join your church. I mean, that's you're running the the haunted house, and so or the the jail. What was it called again? The judgment house. Judgment house. You're running yeah. the judgment house, and at the very end, they do pitch them to join, right? Uh, no, they we're we're really not. I don't know. I can't speak for other churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can speak for ours, um, and, and we're really not concerned uh, about what church they attend as much as we are. Um, uh, getting them to to understand uh, who Jesus Christ is and, and what he did what he did for them could really not care less what church they go to as long as uh, you know because because what church you belong to is not going to get you to heaven. I, I, uh, I see where you're coming from. So tell me more about your judgment house. Uh, what what was the experience like for one who was? Give us a walkthrough, a verbal walkthrough. Well, the judgment house um, at, at our particular at our church. Uh, it depicts uh, a real life situation. The first, the first scene is uh, is a, uh, a youth uh, a youth service. Uh, the mother comes in to pick up her children from the youth service. Um, the mother had uh, in the in the adult service had just given her heart to Jesus Christ, uh, while there the kid's father and the the, la- the lady's husband is waiting in the car. Um, and then the next scene is they're all at home. Um, the kids want to go play with their friends, so the kids go play with their friends, and uh, it's just the, the wife uh, and the husband there, the mother and father, and a, a burglar comes in and uh, and and shoots the husband. Uh, husband dies instantly and shoots the uh, the wife, and uh, she is critically injured. The next scene. Is the hospital scene where the where the mothers in uh, critical care uh, in the hospital, um, the kids are there with a family member there, and the kids are asking, you know, why, you know, why on the same day uh, that that my that our mother gave her heart to Jesus, why did she why why did this happen? Um, 
And then the next scene is the funeral scene for the father where they find out that the, uh, that the mother passes away, too. Um, then the next scene is the judgment scene. And, uh, and the mother is uh, the mother standing in judgment, and, uh, and she gets to go to heaven. The father is standing in judgment, and, uh, and he never made that commitment to Jesus. And, uh, so he burns in hell. Is that right? So the, yeah, I so wish I wish uh, I had that power that like I could just go up to girls and be like, if you don't love me, you will burn for eternity. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's actually it sounds different from the the hell houses uh, or judgment houses that I've read about. In that yours seems to follow a story through the entire house, where uh, in other ones I don't know how familiar are you with with these, but in other ones they have different scenes of tragedy, different scenes of you know, gore or, or whatever, people doing supposedly bad things and then uh, the message coming later. So yours just follows this, this story throughout the entire thing? Yes, and, and the, uh, the scene after the judgment scene was, uh, uh, was a, a depiction of hell, and then the scene after that was a depiction of heaven. So what was it like in hell? I mean, give me, a, give me a details on that one. In hell, in hell it, was, uh, uh, it was just really, you just had this, and even though it was just a scene, an acted-out scene, even in that scene, you just had this really uneasy feeling. Uh, you've got this father down there, and he's absolutely being tormented. Uh, he's being tormented uh, by by demons. Uh, it's just it's just a really uneasy feeling. I actually was very uneasy in so, that room. And it would make sense. I mean, that's your your particular religious viewpoint. So of course you would now. My question, and I've got a few of them, Barry, if you don't mind, uh, can you stick sure. with us and maybe field a few questions? Sure. All right, great. Because I used to be a Christian uh, back in the okay. day, and you know, I used to go to a church camp, and I was like, you know, working towards becoming a camp counselor there, and everything. So, you know, I used to go to church, and what you're describing to me just doesn't sound like a very loving God. And I want to focus on that a little bit here. So stick with us. We'll bring you back in a moment. More with Barry, hopefully. 855-450-FREE. If you don't do as I say, you will burn. That doesn't sound like love to me. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs. Perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Halloween edition of the show. Boo. 855-450-FREE. You need to work on that a little bit. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of these airwaves here. And also, I want to invite you to Jurisdictionary.com to learn how to handle the courtroom situations that hopefully you won't be thrust into, but seems like more and more people are these days because they just keep coming up with more regulations and rules, and inevitably you may find yourself in court. And if you've ever been the victim of an injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are too expensive, you need to know about Jurisdictionary.com. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys for whatever reason. Maybe you've, you just can't stand them or you, you uh, don't want to hire them or they're too expensive. 
This will allow you to learn the court's rules, and until you know them, you're going to be fighting in the dark. It works for both plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. The The entire course only costs about maybe what you pay for a good attorney for an hour, and it's four CDs. They say that only uh, that an eighth grader can learn it in a weekend, that it's that simple. Jurisdictionary.com, uh, download their free tools. Someone actually sent me some jurisdictionary stuff while I was in jail, and it was great. Uh, the free legal flowchart, free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, legal dictionary, and watch their free videos. You can then buy the course as well and use their pull-down menu to let them know you heard about it on Free Talk Live. That's jurisdictionary.com. As we go back to Barry listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Now, Barry, you called in, and I'm so grateful that uh, that you did, because I think that this Hell House uh, phenomenon thing, or as you call it, a judgment house, is fascinating. Uh, it's essentially what some churches around the country do to recruit people on board for Jesus. And as you were pointing out, that uh, you don't care if they join your church, church or not. All you're concerned with is whether or not they you know, accept Jesus into their heart, so therefore they can be saved and go to, to heaven. Did I pretty much recap that appropriately? Correct. So, how long have you been a Christian? Um, I'm fairly, I'm fairly new. Of course, I, you know, I grew up uh, going to church, uh, but really didn't get serious about it until about a year and a half ago. How old are you? I am 33. Why did you get serious about it? As you say, um, you know what? I I got serious about it because uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation before as a, as a uh, as a previous Christian, but you just feel like you're You felt as though you were being called to it? Yes, absolutely. I see. Absolutely. Now, so did you join the church? Uh, the church that you are a member of, was it the same one that you grew up in? No, it was not. Is it a sa- the same denomination? Uh, we're, we're, you know what? We're really not a denomination. We're, uh, uh, you know, we don't, we don't have to pay any, we don't pay any, uh, I guess you would say, dues to any kind of... Uh, Organization. I see. Well, what yeah, what we, would the church be considered? Is I mean, is it a Protestant group of some sort? Um, uh, you know what we're 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 Marin, we're Maranatha Maranatha Fellowship Church in St. Albans, West Virginia. Um, hmm. so we're we're a, we're a fairly we're a very large church. Um, for, for the area. So those were the easy questions. Now getting back to uh, the real issue at hand, which is the idea that uh, this God, which is claimed to be a loving God, I think, would you agree with that? I mean, is God loving God? Absolutely. Now, how is it that, that can you can justify that particular belief with the other hand uh, that says that, ju- that this God is going to send people to a fiery torment if they don't uh, do it as they're told and accept Jesus as their Savior? That's, I mean, that's the... Uh that's that's the question. I guess that's the question that you've got to ask yourself. You know, God's so loving that He sent His Son Jesus to die for you. He sent Him to die for me. The people listening to this radio show, it to me, that right there is love enough. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's like me saying, "Oh, I burst my appendix for your tax purposes" or something like that. Like they're just unrelated. Dying and my sins. And sending somebody to die doesn't sound loving to me. It's, it's God's love for His people that He that He created. Uh, he created us uh, for Him, and the the world was so uh, was so overwhelmed uh, with sin 
that uh, that he said, you know what, in order to get my people back to me where they belong, uh, you know, I'm going to give them a choice. I'm going to give them a choice. I can't make them do it because I gave every human being on this earth uh, self-authority, and that's called free will. They can do what they want to. But, uh, but they I'm had the choice before, choice. and uh, like they had that choice before Jesus, right? I mean, there was the the whole Garden of Eden story where they chose to eat of the quince, and uh, they made that choice. So, I mean, what yes. difference did like besides having a really interesting story for people to tell? What did the Jesus thing change? What did that story change for the whole deal? I'm 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 really not quite sure I understand the question. Well, you said you said that uh, that God showed His love by sending yeah. His only Son to die for people. But what did that really do for them? If nothing really changed, I mean, this, the deal was still the same. You either accept God, you accept this situation, and then, of course, after Jesus, it was accept Jesus. Uh, but you do as we say, or else you're going to burn. I mean, how did that? How did Jesus dying actually change anything about that? Well, he, I mean, He gave. It's it clearly says it clearly says in the Bible that. Uh, the only way the only way that you can get through heaven is is through Jesus. He's intercessing for us right now. But what, okay, so but you, I think you kind of went by my original question, which is okay. how is it that if if God is supposed to be a loving God, how is it that a loving God could possibly send its own creation to a fiery eternal torment? Uh, well. I guess it, I guess it all starts. I'm really not sure how to. I'm really not sure how to answer that question, other than uh, other than you know, it started with Adam and Adam and Eve, and he gave him, you know, he gave him everything, and all he said was, you know, you, you're not to you're not to touch this tree, you're not to eat from this tree, and they did, um, and and that's when that's when that's when all the sin, that's when all the sin and all the wickedness uh, started. It's it's and, okay uh, to not have an answer. It's all right. You don't have to have an answer for everything, and this is one of the reasons why I stopped being a Christian, and I I became an atheist as a child. I'm no longer an atheist, but I was an atheist for over a decade as a result of this, and I'm certainly never going to be a a monotheistic uh, daddy-god believer anymore because I can't stand the idea that, on one hand, this god is claimed to be loving and all-loving, and then on the other hand, that uh, this god would send its own creations that it uh, supposedly loves to a fiery torment. It's okay to not have an answer to that question because the answer is that it's not love. Of course you can't answer that question. It just doesn't work. That You don't send something you love to, to torment, period. You don't do that. You've got a dog at the in your home, and the dog doesn't do what you tell it to. You don't stick a firebrand on its ass. You know, that's, that's not it, how you love your animals. It's not how you love the things that you supposedly love. But doesn't, doesn't John 3.16 pretty much answer that question for you? I that wouldn't God know. You'll have to recap that, that one is, for me. Sorry, go ahead. That it, for God so loved the world that He gave His only, uh, they sent His only begotten Son. That who shall ever, uh, who shall ever believe in Him shall have uh, everlasting life and that, not die in hell. That explains nothing to me. Uh, let me ask you this: What do you think about well, guess, the the uh, the passages and books of the Bible that were just left out altogether? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, uh, I don't dabble into that at all. Uh, right, because you just yeah, accept the doctrine you. as it's presented to you. And thanks, Barry. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to answer. I mean, it's a, it was a tough question, and I thank you for the, the time tonight. 855-450-FREE. Why dig into all that, Luther, when it might cause him right. to question or, what or he what believes? Or what about Canaanite mythology, which was a pagan religion that started Judaism and Christianity? And Free Muslim. talk live. More coming up. You know that cigarettes will kill you. 
You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. can bring up anything you want. 855-453. That's toll free. 1-855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Julia. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can watch. You can listen. You can chat over at cam.freetalklive.com. The chat room and the cam and all that stuff, it's free. Just go and enjoy it. Once again, that's cam.freetalklive.com. And the holidays are just around the corner. This season, you should consider the greatest gift that you can give your family and friends, and that is peace of mind. And on this program in the past, we've certainly talked about some of the destabilizing events happening around the world, everything from unemployment to inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. You can get prepared and protect your family. Now, visit wisefoodstorage.com to learn more about their delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. These people aren't fooling around. Uh, You prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. Visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today. You can request a free entree sample. And for a limited time during the holidays, you can enter promo code FTL to get no-cost shipping and 10% off of any order. That's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE, promo code FTL, although here it says free talk, so Mark has written some very bad copy. Uh, For a free sample, free shipping, and 10% off any order, peace of mind the greatest gift you can give to the ones you love that's wisefoodstorage.com as we continue here with you and your phone calls ingrid is on the line ladies first on free talk live hello ingrid hey everyone how's it going what's on your mind tonight ingrid hey um i know it's been brought up on your show before but i just wanted to remind everyone that the raw milk freedom rally is tomorrow and if you're in the maryland area it's going to be at the fda headquarters in silver spring maryland and if you're not in Maryland, you can watch it online at rawmilkfreedomriders.com. Once again, that's rawmilkfreedomriders.com. Now, rawmilkfreedomriders.com, what time does the rally start? Um, well, actually, the main part of the rally starts at 12 o'clock, but um, at around 10 o'clock, um, a group of mothers, they're going to be bringing raw milk from Pennsylvania and they're going to be bringing it across straight lines, and then they're going to head out down to um, the um, FDA headquarters in Maryland. And then there's going to be a whole bunch of speakers there. And, then and this is illegal, uh, by the way, just to point out, it's yeah, illegal it's for them illegal, to cross the border. Actually, with, um, you can get up to a year in jail for that. Just for crossing actually, the border um, with raw milk? Sorry, go ahead. It's, it's, you can get a year in jail for crossing the border with raw milk? And actually, they have done um, crackdowns recently. There was um, this Amish farmer in Pennsylvania, and actually, the Fed spied on him for over a year before they actually went into his farm with guns and then confiscated his milk and yep. then told him, you know, you can't sell milk anymore. It's crazy. And in California, there's, there's a co-op called 
raw, awesome foods. And then just the summer, um, the feds raided that place. And that, and then they were spying on that for over a year, too. And then, like, the police report said they had, like, at least, like, three undercover agents. And they put, like, cameras outside the yeah, building. Yeah, it's crazy it's what they're doing to these milk. people. Uh, th- over milk. Right. Over raw milk, which people have been drinking for a long time and drinking safely. They're freaking out. They're doing sting operations. And these people have had enough. They are going to – and this is tomorrow, you said, at, uh, at high yeah, noon tomorrow. at the FDA at, at Washington, D.C. So if you're in the area, come out and show support for these folks. Uh, hopefully somebody, maybe you, Ingrid, will call uh, tomorrow night to let us know how it goes. Hopefully no one will be arrested. But then again, they've been arresting people for, for this, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely try to call it. And once again, if you're not in Maryland, you can still watch all online at Raw. MilkFreedomRiders.com. It's a heroic, uh, I think, uh, instance of activism, and uh, best of luck. Thanks for the the call and the update tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. And good luck to all of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's very disturbing that uh, the government would be involved in what people eat at all, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. You should be able to put whatever you want in your body, whether it's uh, milk... Or bleach, or uh, you know, cookies, you know, whatever it is you want, you're in charge of you, or at least that's the way it should be. You certainly should feel like you own yourself. I know that's how I feel. Don't yeah. you? No, oh, I yeah. So these government rules and regulations basically try to tell you that you don't, in fact, own yourself, and that uh, you will do as you are told, and you will drink the milk that you are told. <laughs> it's just so sick. Let's go to Joshua, listening in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Joshua, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Luther and Julia. Hi, Ian, Luther, Julia. I love this discussion tonight. This is great. Thanks. What's on your uh, mind tonight? Yeah, I wanted to weigh in on the uh, hell issue. Okay. Okay. Um, with no disrespect to, I forget his name, um, the scripture does not say that you burn forever. It doesn't even imply that. There's a, an unfortunate juxtaposition that makes it easy to think that's what it's saying. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says that uh, Satan and this... The beast, you know, the 666 guy, mm-hmm. uh, they're thrown into the lake of fire, and they are tormented forever by being burned in this lake of fire. They never actually extinguish. They never die in the mm-hmm. regular sense. All right. Then very next thing, it tells us about the great white throne judgment and all the, the people whose name is not written in the book of life. They get cast into the lake of fire, but it does not say that they're tormented forever. It says this is the second death. They died once. They were resurrected for judgment. And now they're dead again. So you're so you're suggesting that the Bible, in your interpretation, says that people are just tossed into the lake of fire, and once they die, they die, and that's it. Yeah, I think of God as a redneck, and it's a giant bug zapper. <laughs> still, it still doesn't sound very loving, though, does it? Uh, no, that doesn't. However, I'm sure you've had people that you didn't want to keep in your life anymore, and nothing much to do with them. Uh, and some that ticked you off so bad that you might have killed him and said, Your Honor, he needed killing. No, I'm sorry. I'd yeah, never, I never killed anyone. Killed no, You've no. never been there? No, I've never killed anybody. No, but I've no, been angry enough. Normally, I'm, you know, it's okay oh, to just oh, ignore sure, them. Sure, sure. There were people okay, that I used yeah. to be friends with that I'm no longer friends with voluntarily by choice. You know, they you know proved to be bad people, yeah. and, and that's fine. Yeah. But I don't wish they them torment on them or yeah, anything. I don't wish harm on any of my, you know, people that would be my adversary, like the the people that hurt my friends, the police that throw uh, my friends in cages and and pepper spray like Derek was pepper sprayed by a cop recently. I don't wish any harm on those people. Mm, I don't wish any 
wish any harm on them, but I wouldn't mind having a few minutes with a riding crop with them tied to a post. <laughs> I'm teaching some manners. Thanks, Joshua. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Uh, I don't. Huh? Toward, that's just a difference in attitude toward punishment. Yeah. But, well, don't threaten uh, me with a good time. Take, without trying to take God's side, uh, although I am partisan, um, I just there's there's these many things that have become tradition about what the Bible says that it actually doesn't quite say or doesn't say at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. you, and I've always found that interesting, like the idea that Satan is red and has cloven hooves and horns and stuff like that. I, I've never no, found that's, any that's description. Catholic, that, that's that's Catholic mythology. When they came into the Celtic areas yep. of uh, Europe, yeah, they wanted to. Uh, uh, they they just borrowed one of their gods and they slapped the, the, the image. Yeah, and, and put their bad guy. But yeah, yeah. They, he's usually either a snake or some kind of serpent, or he's uh, embodied in somebody, or he's invisible, or uh, there's a couple other uh, embodiments that he takes. But throughout history, if you want to find the the people that are actually doing something right and moral and probably the actual church you look at whoever the catholic church is prosecuting at that point in time you know that's joshua thanks for the thoughts and the call appreciate hearing from you at 855-453-VEHEMENTLY vehemently disagree on the idea that uh, corporal punishment is a good way to change people's behavior yeah, I disagree I, as well. I think, I think that, that what, what that does, if you're dealing with young people, for instance, uh, teaches them that it's okay to use violence to solve your problems. And I think that's a real dangerous uh, route to be putting down in anyone's life, to teach them that violence is acceptable as a solution and that violence is effective as a solution. It may get the results you're looking for in the short term. It may. It, it can also teach them that violence is the only way you can love somebody. Because if you well, know if you twisted. say if you say to them afterwards, you know, oh, if this hurts me more than it hurts you, you know, or I do this for your own good because I love you, you know, that could put the wrong idea in their head. That is so twisted to me. Eight five five four fifty three the toll free number. Oh yeah, it does. You can bring up what you want, even in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are up next. One eight five five four fifty free. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk live. We're going to put you on the toll free number 855 450 free. Still time for you and your thoughts. If you make the call right now, we might be able to get you in here. 855 450 3733. Tonight, it's Ian and Luther and Julia. Oh, by the way, we were talking about uh, Wise Food Storage. Uh, it's a brand new sponsor on Free Talk Live. And I gave a two, there were two different promo codes in the copy here. And actually, it turns out both of them will work. But the, the promo code is supposed to be FTL to get you the no cost shipping and 10% off of any order at wisefoodstorage.com. So use code FTL for that. Coming up in February. You want to talk about uh, things like survive, you know, surviving? There's going to be a gentleman speaking, I think, on that topic over at the 
uh, the Liberty Forum, the 2012 Liberty Forum. In fact, there'll be lots of topics. Typically, the war on drugs is addressed, uh, manner of uh, the moving to New Hampshire, experiences in, in moving here as part of the Free State Project, which is a movement of getting like-minded people together, people that love liberty, all in the same place to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Uh, you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that. And go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about the Liberty Forum. Uh, a variety of things are usually discussed, everything from the monetary system, as I mentioned, the uh, the war on drugs. What are some of the other things that uh, that maybe you guys have seen at the, the Liberty Forum that, that you recall? Uh, Fiji outreach is usually there. Fully so informed maybe, jury outreach. Yep, yep, yep. Um, who great, else? Great speakers. They've had Stefan Molyneux in the past. Ron Paul has uh, has been speaking there. Yeah, Mary Ruart. That's right. Yeah, that yeah. was a great year, too. Yeah, first time I went. Every year, new faces uh, show up, new speakers, new people visiting yeah. New Hampshire. Great opportunity to network, you know, uh, and get to know people. And if you're from out of state, you know, it's a great way to kind of start meeting people, you know, so that when you move here, you know you know someone. Exactly. And I know that, uh, Luther, you'd mentioned that you're looking at volunteering for the, the Liberty Forum, which is another good way to, to get to know some people as sure, well. Sure, yeah. I'm sure I'm going to meet all kinds of people this year. So go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, learn more, you can get signed up, and you can use our discount code FTL2012 to save yourself 10% on the already discounted early bird prices. The reason you get the early bird price is because the whole event hasn't been nailed down yet. They haven't quite gotten, you know, yeses from all the speakers they're looking at getting. They've got a couple speakers they've announced at this point. Mm-hmm. We know it's going to happen. It's going to be February 23rd through the 26th. It's going to be awesome. It's always a, a good time. It's literally hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people hanging out in the same hotel uh, for a weekend up here in the, during the winter of New Hampshire. What it's a great time, so highly recommend it. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the event. I've confirmed that, uh, so I'm looking forward to being there because I always have a good time. And we didn't have a Liberty Forum this year. There were some some problems with the you know getting it together, and they brought the old organizer back on, uh, Chris Lawless, and he does an awesome job every single time. So freestateproject.org/libertyforum. Use our code FTL2012 and save 10%. Go ahead and get registered sooner rather than later. The longer you wait, the more the price is going to go up. All right, so we'll continue here with you and your thoughts. Danielle is on the line listening in West Virginia to WVTS in Charleston. Hey, Danielle. Hi, how are you? Just super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to comment on the gentleman that lives in St. Albans, not too far from me. Um, and I, he was speaking about Jesus dying for us, and I just wanted to say I'm not a Bible scholar by any means, but uh, my viewpoint has always been that Jesus died not for our sins, but because of our sins. Um, and when you made the point about the Adam and Eve before Jesus, I so agree with you. Um, it's just, you know, we were way before then. But if you look at Jesus' life, you know, you see that he had died because of the sins of the people. But we should definitely be responsible for our own lives. The things that we do, just because Jesus died doesn't mean we're going to be saved. Just because we say, hey, Jesus was an entity and we do accept and believe in him doesn't mean that you can just go out and do whatever. So I think that that's like a misconception. They shouldn't really go on that. Is the reason in your mind that you should... Go ahead. Is the reason in your mind that the reason you shouldn't go out and do whatever is because you might go to hell? Or are there other reasons to to do the right thing? Well, there's other reasons to do the right thing. I mean, just surely, you know, you shouldn't... When somebody tells you, you know, don't touch that hot burner, and you touch it, you're going to get burnt. 
I mean, you know, you've got repercussions of certain things. Sure. So there are repercussions for certain actions in this life right yeah, now. You know, you, you do bad definitely. things. Typically, bad things are going to come back to you. You do good things. Typically, good things are going to come back to you. So if I'm spending my lifetime doing good things and for the most part helping people and you know doing what i can to uh, you know make make life better for other people in the in the community etc and i don't believe in jesus as my savior what happens to me oh that, you know what um god is the father so to surpass god with jesus i think is kind of you know contradictory you shouldn't jesus was like a father or i'm not like a father but more like a teacher like a brother I wouldn't think of him, I wouldn't think that just because you haven't accepted him, you wouldn't get into heaven. You've done good through your life, and... Um, it's interesting. What is, your, what, is your, what is your religious belief system called? Um, I don't necessarily a have a religious belief system. I believe in holiness and truth. I so you're more of like an independent spiritual believer? Um, I, be- I believe in the Hebrew because of, you know, the certain, the back the background of it but i just believe in holiness so yes like like you said you know the truth is the most important thing i think i think that's a reasonable position to say that people that do good things are you're doing a lot better job of selling this to me than uh, the previous caller (laughs) well i just say that you know it, it comes from the heart it comes from truth and you can't get past the father he's the one that was the creator he created us in his image is what they say what happens to the bad people in your belief system what is what what happens to the bad people in your belief system um, they're judged, uh, on earth as well. I'm, you know what? That's something that I'm still learning about. I wouldn't necessarily say that, uh, I'd say that they're judged. And for me to judge a bad person is wrong because I have no clue where they're coming from and why they're doing what they're doing. Judge so not till you judge yourself. A reasonable answer, Danielle. I thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate it at 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to Daryl in San Antonio, Texas. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, a couple of the previous callers basically said what I wanted to say. So instead, I'll embarrass you real quick, Ian. Uh, I already told you earlier in the month that you and Michelle are nominated for the Free Patriot Peace Prize. Okay. There are some other FTL-connected people or organizations that are also nominated. Uh, Former host Sam Dodson Mm -hmm. is nominated. And Free Aid, which Stephanie works for, is nominated. And voting will be closing in, like, 30 minutes. So anybody that wants to vote, go to either peaceprize.freepatriot-press.com, or I've created a shorter URL. It's tiny.cc slash fppp. So, peaceprize.freepatriot-press.com. Is this a yearly thing that you're doing? Yes, it's awarded yearly. Uh, Voting is open throughout the month of October. Nominations are open from January 1st through the end of September. Cool. And once nominated, all nominees are eligible for five years, and no one can be awarded the prize twice. That makes sense. Hey, uh, thanks for the call. I appreciate the update on that, and uh, thanks for doing that. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. Robert, listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Man, it's not what I called about, but as far as what, you know, kind of going with the flow, I, I, look, if you believe in Jesus, if if you believe in 
something that absolutely clears all of your past wrongs and that you'll be saved so that you can then live a free life, okay, then you will live then you're you will live a productive life going forward and you will expand humanity. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's true. But you you could do that without Jesus, without that MacGuffin, right. basically. If, if I you mean, believe in whatever, and, and it, but you but you fully believe that that's going to be your savior, then that that's that's fantastic. I guess. So I believe in Jesus, and that's the that's what I'm going with. And so I've done a ton of great, you know, insane crap, and I, I believe I've been saved and. So that I, going forward, that's going to be my, uh, um, you know, uh, look, I'm not going to be just, uh, and the anvil's not going to be on my ankle going forward. So whether it's Jesus or whether you believe in whatever, if that's, if that's what uh, clears you of your past, then that's what it should be. Well, I think that... Uh... What you're saying, I agree with the general idea that you shouldn't be shackled by your past. I think that I think that humans are different at any point in their life because all to me all there is is there's the now. You are not now who you were. You're always someone new because you're always coming to new conclusions and learning new things. And the the person you are today is not the same person you were a week ago or five years ago or fifteen years ago. Uh, thanks for the call. I really can't get into it much further than that, but I appreciate hearing from you, Robert. It has been Ian here with you. And Luther. And Julia. So do what's right now, and don't worry too much about uh, what has been done. If you've done wrong, try to make good for what you've done in the past. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime. and Happy Halloween, everyone. The first secret to success is recognizing opportunity. The second is to act on it. But how do you gain the skills to know how and when? AllSuccessClub.com. Meet successful individuals online and in exotic locations around the world. Find out from the rich and famous how they went from rags to riches and learn how to achieve financial independence for yourself. Your path to success begins now at allsuccessclub.com.